welcome to the AOL podcast. Let's dive right into this week's message. Stetson's giving out dance lessons afterwards. You can get his card. Anson, this jacket here, I saw him last night. It comes with an extension cord and he plugged it in the wall. And uh, you guys did awesome. Come on, one more time, give them a hand. Wasn't that great? Hey, well, first of all, I just want to tell each and every one of you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas on behalf of uh, everybody here at Arena of Life, the staff, pastors and elders, the Bennett family. Uh, Don't y'all believe this is the most wonderful time of the year? It really is. And I I want to share this with you and then just share some thoughts with you, and I promise you, Uh, My favorite scripture in the Bible is, blessed is the short-winded preacher, for he shall be asked to return. So I know that the mind can only take as long as the butt can handle. Even even with all these little kids in the room. But here's a Christmas story. It says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, at that time the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Cornelius... Uh, was governor of Syria, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for their census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snugly in strips, snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger and because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all people. How many of y'all know that's still a word for us today in 2023, that it's good news? The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. This is the true Christmas story. And if you've been here over the last couple of weeks, I realize looking in this room, there's a lot of you that haven't. And... I've been in this series called The Carols of Christmas, and that's exactly what I've been doing is going back over some carols because, like I said, I believe this is truly the best time of the year. I love the lights. I love to get in the car and drive down Hawthorne Street in Wolfland and see all the 12-foot-tall Santas in everybody's yard. I love to put on Christmas songs, and uh, I do not dream of a white Christmas. I have had blue Christmases like Elvis. Um, I, I love the movies. I've been talking about, you know, parts of those movies. And, and, and I, I just love all the little things that we do. The other night, we had a, we had, uh, we've done this for years. We built gingerbread houses. And so, Pastor Brandy, she had one for me, one for Noel and Anson and Hannah Marine, buddy of him. 
We, hey, and that's what I love about Christmas is family being home. We, we got one Marine over here, Luke Davini, and we got our Marine. Come on, aren't you thankful for their service to this country? Good to see you, man. And so uh, we're, we're at the house, and, and, and she brought three different sets of gingerbread houses, two that looked the same, one that was a little different. Well, she... She didn't play fair. We had to build ours, ice ours together. Hers was already built, and she just had to decorate it. I, I, I love that. I love uh, to put the movies on. I enjoy, I mean, come on, who doesn't love good old family Christmas? Uh, 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 Christmas vacation and all those different things. But I, I was talking about the carols of Christmas. The first one that, that came to my mind was, Mary, did you know? Obviously, she knew because Gabriel came and told her, but did she really know that she was carrying the Son of God? Did she really know? And and, and, in the story of Christmas in and of itself, of how he had to cancel out the seed of man and place the seed of God into her womb to cancel the problem that you and I face all the time of sin. Come on, that's the true meaning of Christmas, of how Jesus came to this earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So that was the first week. And then the second week, we, I sang a few songs with you. I sang my favorite song from um, Christmas Vacation of when he sit, Chevy Chase is sitting up there in the attic and falls through. And it's The Spirit of Christmas by Ray Charles. I love that song. And then uh, last week, if you were here, we had Heather sang like an angel. Hit those notes. Like I said last week, she hits those notes that you have to put body parts of me in vice grips to even get there, all right? And she sang, Oh, Holy Night. And I, I brought to our uh, attention some people in the story here that didn't see it as a holy night. In fact, I believe there's people in this room that if you're not careful, you will miss out on Christmas and the true meaning of it because of all the hustle and bustle. There was people that missed it. It was like the people of Bethlehem. They missed Christmas because they were so busy with the census going on. The king missed Christmas because he was going to be the king of the Jews. The religious people missed out on Christmas because they were so caught up in other things. And I want to bring to our attention this morning one more carol. And it's from the Grinch movie of when Cindy Lou Who is looking out the window and she says, Where are you, Christmas? How can I find you? The reason she's upset is because her dad in the mailroom, if you don't remember what's going on, she is upset because everybody is so busy of everything that's going on, she's really missing out on what Christmas really means. And so today's text, I want to keep going in chapter 2. And I, was, I, I wasn't sure of where I was going to go today, but in verses 41 through 50, I believe we'll answer the question of where Christmas is. It says, every year, Jesus' parents, now, mind you, the, the story of Christmas is in verses 1 through 14, and so at the end of the text here is a part where Jesus speaks with the teachers, but it says in verse 41, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, everybody say 12, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. 
When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days. Everybody say three days. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you... This is what Jesus said. I don't encourage you if you're a 12-year-old and you were left somewhere. I don't encourage you to say this. Why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be about my father's house? I always read this about April of every year in the timeline of reading the Bible through But I love this in verse 50. It says, but they didn't understand what he meant, and it's over. How many of y'all know the story wasn't over? Well, I'm just from a standpoint of a dad that lost his child for three days. How many of y'all know his dad was a carpenter? And I'm sure he carpented, a fastened, a board with holes in it of next time you leave us or don't show up to dinner. How many of y'all know he tanned his hide? It don't say much there, but use it to your imagination as a parent if you lost your kid for three days. All right? Don't look at me judgmental. You're thinking the very same thing as well. But, you know, last week I talked about missing him, but today I want to talk about this. Have you ever lost Jesus? Have you lost him? Well, it's, amen, well, that's good. Thinking about this particular story right here, we think, well, how could you lose Jesus on Christmas? Well, how could you lose him on Passover? This is a religious time. This is a time where Jesus is in a manger. But can I tell you, Jesus can be in the manger inside of your home and not be around anywhere. This is is a religious festival. And honestly, it's all about Jesus, even though they don't know it yet. But they lost him in a time where it was all about him. They lost him in a time where you could say that it's like, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. But he's nowhere to be found. So I want to ask the question this morning, have you lost him? Can I tell you there's a difference between missing something and losing something? Missing something is, means this. Maybe you're out there and you've never served Jesus before. And there was a window in your life where you could have served him, but honestly, you haven't. And so the window is now gone and you missed him. But there's people I know in this room today that have lost him. What is losing something? That means at one time you had your hand on it, but it's gotten out of your grip. How many of you have ever lost a kid before? All right. We have five truthful people and a lot of liars in the room. We, we lost Anson one time. I don't know what was the matter with him when he was young, but if he didn't see a parent, the spirit of Forrest Gump would come on him, and he just felt like running. Like he would run. We were at the Millennial Mall in Orlando, uh, Florida, and it's like, son, he was just right here, and he just running out the door. It's like, Lord, have mercy. I'd have to go onto the intercom. Son, if you're anywhere near it, I, I'm going to whip your hiney if you don't get back to the store you were in. But one time we were, at, we were in vacationing, in uh, this is probably the worst one. We were vacationing in Mexico at Rocky Point with the Divinis, and uh, Catch was like two years old. And I remember sitting on the back porch, and Brandy walks in and says, "Hey, where's Catch?" I said, "I thought you had him." She said, "I thought you had him." 
Well, you told me that you had him. Well, you told me that you had him. Well, let's just argue about it for five more minutes while our two-year-old is gone. And so we go, uh, and when Ketch was two years old, he was like a feral cat. He's still a little bit like that. And you got to imagine where our mind is going because there's a swimming pool just right out the gate. There's another one down here, and the ocean is five houses down. And so we're going to the pools. We're asking people. But lo and behold, about 10 minutes later, I go to the last house, knock on the door. Ketch is inside there with a big, sweet Mexican family. He had a bag of Funyuns and a Bud Light, having a big time. All right? He's like, tu niño es bonito. I'm like, he can't have my white baby. Bring him back, all right? But how many of y'all, here's the deal. It was something that was so valuable. It was something that's so important. Something that was really big in us slipped out of our hands. Something under our watch. See, if we're not careful, just like this story, we can point fingers all we want to at the mom and dad. But we've all been in a place before where we have lost Jesus. Where we've walked away from him. See, there's a difference between a relationship and a fellowship. See, these are, they were still in relation. They were still the father. They were still the mother. But they didn't have him in close proximity to have a fellowship with him. How about this Christmas that we bring that back and have fellowship with him? Thinking about this particular text right here, his parents, I was thinking about the mom and the dad. It doesn't matter how close you think you are to someone, it's still possible to lose them. How many of y'all know that in a marriage, the law of familiarity is very easy to creep inside the door? It's happened in mine. I know it's happened in many inside of this room. Of someone that you love, you cherish, you want to spend the rest of your life with, but because he doing this thing and she doing her thing, that it's easy for you to just separate and you lose that intimacy that you once had. I'm here to just open some questions this morning to each and every one of us. If we've lost that intimacy, that fellowship with Jesus, maybe you're out there saying, you know what? I'm so stressed out of what I'm going to get or what we're going to do or if so-and-so shows up to Christmas... I mean, I've ever been that way, but man, if that uncle shows up, dear God, I haven't seen him since last time when I said this to him. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at me crazy. You know you've done it. And you, there's all this stress that's going inside of your mind. I just want to tell you, just like his parents that were so close to him and missed him, there may be people in this room that Christ has walked away from you. I just want to tell you, you can't live off yesterday's word. Come on, today in this room, there's a fresh word for you today if you've lost Jesus. They weren't the only ones that lost him. I think about Simon Peter, he lost Jesus. I think about David, he lost Jesus. I think about Samson, he lost Jesus. I think about Noah. See, the word is full of people that messed up just like you and I. But how many of y'all know we have a father that's always reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm here. You may have lost me, but I didn't lose you. Aren't you thankful for Jesus this morning? And you might think to yourself, well, I haven't lost him, and there's no way I'm ever going to. I just want to tell you in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Can I tell you, sin is crouching at the door of each and every one of us. And if we're not careful, if we, we're not diligent to stay in the Word of God, diligent to stay in the house of God, we can lose him too. I want to ask you the question, where did you lose Jesus? 
It might have been at a family reunion. It may have been in the busyness of life. It may have been in distractions. It may have been the job. It may have been in a bar. It could be all these obviously reasons, but you know what I see about the particular text right here? They didn't lose him at a place where we think he would lose him. They lost him at a place that was full of religious people and religious things. They lost him in a festival that was celebrating him. Look at this text right here, verse 44, because they assumed he was among the other travelers. Can I tell you, I know all of you know what assumes means. It's making an ASS out of you and me. And when you do that, can I tell you, in a walk with Christ, that's a scary place to be. When you just assume some things. See, I was thinking about this. They assumed he was among the other travelers. They just assumed that he stayed with them. That's why it's important today that you didn't assume anything, but you came today not for him to worship you, but for you to worship him. Here in a minute, we're, we're fixing to, just here in a few short minutes, we're going to sing some songs like, oh, come, let us adore him. But looking at this particular text, they thought the place where Jesus was going, uh, where they lost him, was a place uh, where it can be so comfortable. And for three days, I think about the book of Revelation. There's five different churches in there that lost Jesus. The church at Ephesus, they were doing all the right things, saying the right things, but they lost Jesus. Church at Laodicea, Jesus is on the outside, knocking on the inside, knocking on the outside door saying, hey, I'm here on the outside. How about we be a church that always invites Jesus on the inside and doesn't leave him on the outside? Three days, three days they lost Jesus. This is a serious question I want to ask each and every one of you. I'm going to go ahead and ask the band to come at this time. Three days. You can point fingers all you want to, but how long have you lost Jesus? This one was just three days, but maybe in your case, maybe it's three years. Maybe it's three months. Maybe it's three decades. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's three minutes, but can I tell you, you can't afford to be away from Jesus any amount of time, especially in the time and day that we were living in. I mean, in the prophetic calendar, we don't have much more to see before Jesus comes back for his church. I just want to open our eyes this morning, three days. What about you? Where did they find him? They found him in the place that they last saw him, the house of God, the temple. Can I tell you, you came to the right place today? And what I love about this, Jesus didn't leave them. They left Jesus. Can I tell you, Jesus hasn't left you. How many of y'all know he never leaves us and he never forsakes us? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We might make choices and we might do things to turn our back on him. But I want to ask you the question. Even if you are the parents of Jesus, you can lose him. I don't care how good of a Christian you are. I don't care how many rosaries you've done or whatever things of penance that you think you've done to, to be accepted. I'm telling you, there's moments if you're not careful, if you're not intentional with your walk with Christ, you can lose him too. And so thinking about this, Jesus didn't leave them. They left Jesus. What I love about even the story of the prodigal son that walked away from the dad, what did he do? He went back to the last place that he saw his dad. And his dad was there with open arms in Luke 17. 
saying, let's put a ring on his finger. Can I tell you, if you make the choice today, he wants to put a ring on your finger. He wants to put a coat on your back. You may have been caught up in the hustle and bustle, and you've just lost him somewhere in the midst of all of it. Don't leave here today staying lost. You know what I love about this text? 99% of every story in the Bible is about a lost person. But this story is about a lost Jesus. A lost Jesus. You know why it's in the Christmas story? It's because we truly have taken Christ out of Christmas. But how about today we find it, we bring it back, and we put him in the center of our lives? Will you do that with me? It's tragic if we leave this celebration forgetting who it's really about. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, the Savior of the world. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. So if you've been looking out the window like Miss Cindy Luhu, where are you Christmas? Can I tell you today? He can fill your heart with joy. He can fill your heart with laughter. He can fill your heart with the things that you've missed out on. And today, you can leave here changed. There's one last thing that I want to share with you as the band begins to play in Jeremiah chapter 3. And I believe this is a word... I just wanted to share with you, and I believe this is a word for America, for the world. Jesus, or the Lord, is actually speaking to Israel, but he says, Then the Lord said to me, backsliding Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. But he said, Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return, backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord your God and have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. But he says, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you, and I will take you from a city, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Can I tell you there's hope for us still today? With every head bowed, with every eye closed, this is the best time to find Jesus on his birthday. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, number one, I believe there's people in here that haven't lost Jesus. I believe there's people in this room that's close to Jesus, that has a walk with Christ. That he's not just in the manger, but he's living inside of your heart. There's people in here that serve him, that have a walk with him, that are close to the Lord. But then there's a second group of people in here that you don't know Jesus. You've never known Jesus. He's never been introduced to you. There's a third group in this room that you think you know Jesus. But your actions don't show it, that you have a heart that's steadfast, contrite, where you say, create in me a clean heart. If you was to walk in to a group of reprobates that don't know Jesus, you would fit right in because you look like them, you talk like them, you smell like them, you do everything like them. But then there's another group of people that you, you used to know him. You're this one I'm talking about, this backslider. 
I just want to give you the good news today. If you've lost him, I want you to come back. So I'm talking to the twos, the threes, and the fours. The ones that's walked away. The one that's lost him. The one that's never known him. The good news of Christmas is this. Is we've all fallen short of the glory of God. God had to put the seed of God into the seed of Mary. The virgin Mary that was prophesied 700 years before it take place. And the only way he could cancel out sin was him be the precious blood lamb of God for you and I. It couldn't happen by man. It could only happen through the Son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dad, if you're in here, the best present that you could give to your kid. Husband, if you're in here, the best present that you could give to your spouse is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, you can live in joy, you can live in peace, even in a world full of chaos. It will give you the peace of God that surpasses all your understanding. If you're in here, you've lost him, you've lost the true meaning of Christmas. You don't know him, you're either a backslider or, or, or maybe... You think you know him. I just want you to ask this question to yourself. If I die today, I don't know if heaven would be my home or hell would be my home. That's a scary place to be. Don't leave here not knowing. Don't leave here lost. He, lo- he, he leaves the 99 sheep to go after the one. So if you're in here and you say, Pastor, that's me. With every head bowed with every eye closed and you say, Pastor... I've lost him and I need to get him back. Just raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Be bold. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand, sir, ma'am. I see it. Come on, keep your hand raised. Be bold this morning. I see that hand. I see hands all over this room. Let's do one more thing. Let's stand to our feet, each and every person in this room. And an attitude of worship, I want you to pray. The Bible says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As we pray this prayer, I'm telling you he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So church body, this room was full of hands that you've lost Jesus. Don't just lift your hands. Mean this as we pray this together. We as a family are going to pray this. And I believe, I believe on December 24th, 2023, you found the answer of what you've been looking for. Let's pray this together. Say, just close your eyes with me. Say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I've turned my back on you. But today, I believe that you died. You were buried. And now on the third day, you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I choose to follow you all the days of my life. I confess you as my Lord. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So one last thing that I want to share with the body of Christ. Let's go ahead and celebrate those that gave, that gave their life to Jesus this morning. We got a lot of people in here that lifted their hand. This is what I want to encourage you with. Next week is New Year's Eve. I, I encourage you to tell your family today, Dad, step, step up on the line. Step up at lunch today and say, you know what, kids? I made a choice to follow Jesus. Moms, do the same thing. And next week is New Year's Eve. Going into a new year, we want to celebrate you by being baptized. Call us this week. This is the day. This is the hour. Don't drag your feet anymore. Come on, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to declare this over you. It says this in verse 2, especially in the times and days we're living in. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. How many of y'all know in John, it tells us this. He said, I am the light of life. He said, for those who live in a deep land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire, because for unto us a child is born. A son is given to us. The government, the government, the government, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Hey, we're going to sing some songs now. We're going to worship the Lord. And here in a minute, we're going to light some candles, have a candlelight service, turn out all the lights. But why don't you just worship the Lord? Don't just sing some carols. Come on, let's, oh, come, let us adore him today. And afterwards, y'all want to take pictures? We're going to have all these candles up here lit up until the last person leaves. Come on, this is your home. Why don't you enjoy it today? On behalf of everybody here, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, and we love you. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website, arenaoflifechurch.org, or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week.